Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, you guys? Rick Uccino here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channels available anywhere and everywhere that podcasts are, including the iHeartRadio app and TuneIn. And uh, I know I've been absent this week. I'll be back next week. Had some family things to take care of. I appreciate, though, SP3 and Rob Wilkins from Fightful Overbooked for stepping up and stepping in to give you guys the red hot extreme rules predictions that you all deserve and we're going to dive into that right now but first things first got to thank our friends over at bet online football is back and they remain your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season you will get the latest odds matchup information player news and game trends and as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests live scores and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events like mlb mma tennis boxing and golf head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100 welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use that promo code believe to receive your rewards that is b-l-e-a-v and you will get 100 percent. i said yeah bet online where the game starts this is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Yes, we are live. We are live on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel for our extreme rules 2022 prediction show it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 join live here on the believe in pro wrestling podcast youtube channel with my good friend over at fightful the co-host of coexisting with rob and maggie over on fightful overbooked my esteemed minnesotian he is rob wilkins Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be part of this. Uh, I'm excited for to do this prediction show, and I'm excited for the weekend, and uh, and I'm excited that uh, no Minnesota Timberwolves trade has happened uh, yet. So um, last time we were on a show together, um, you broke the news to me, and I'll let you explain what happened because I was not too happy. Yes, I did the uh, coexisting after dark show with Rob and Maggie. We're in a little interview. We start talking. I think something about basketball comes up and I and I bring up because I know Rob is a Minnesota Timberwolves fan from our NBA draft watch along over on Fightful Overbook for FMC. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you 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 shouldn't want to talk about basketball because yeah, I just got Rudy Gobert. I gave up like four or five draft picks and rob just uh, looked it up and then the 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 emotion was written all over rob's face man i still i still i hope it works but oh (laughs) but we'll see okay but yeah i'm excited it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun show i'm thank you again for having me 
No, very, very happy to have you in joining us. Of course, conspicuous by his absence is Rick Uchino. We want to send, you know, our shout out, our thoughts, our prayers, our support and love for Rick Uchino. He can't be with us because he is taking care of his family with his uh, mom passing. So we want to dedicate this show to Rick's family and definitely know that everyone here at Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast on screen as well as you guys the viewers and subscribers of the youtube channel are sending our support to him so let us know shout it out in the live chat and in the comment section for rick because he will be back but we definitely he's definitely missed today but we got to talk about wwe extreme rules coming up Tomorrow night, a Saturday B pay-per-view. This, uh, I think this is the first. I don't know if uh, Wrestle, WrestleMania, I know Hell in a Cell was on a Sunday, but I think WrestleMania Backlash, yeah, that was also on the Sunday. So I think this is the first official B pay-per-view that is on a Saturday. Uh, it's got a, a six-match card. This is the Triple H era, the first B pay-per-view of the Triple H era, Rob. What's your feelings going into tomorrow night? Oh, man, I, I got to say he's built a, a pretty good card, um, in my opinion. He's he's built a really good card. I'm excited. Uh, he's going into a really good place to have this show, Philadelphia. Um, yeah. Philadelphia is a good crowd. They have a, they have a history of extreme uh, rules, <laughs> as we know, extreme championship wrestling. And, um, you know, it's it's a good crowd. That's that's one thing that's going to be very helpful. And they have, a like I said, the most important thing, they have a good card and a lot of people like the Saturday night pay-per-views or premium live events. So I think, I think it's going to be a good show. I really do. Yeah. I, I understand it for the people that actually, you know, work and go to work Monday through Friday. It's tough coming off of like one of these long pay-per-views, whether it be an AEW a WWE, whatever company, and then going into work the next day is kind of like the Super Bowl hangover that a bunch of people have. But we, as wrestling fans, we have it pr pretty much once a month, depending on how much wrestling you watch. So I can understand the Saturday pay-per-views are a little bit more convenient. Yes. Yeah, I, I for sure. And the biggest thing is there's, like like I said earlier, like there's so many good matches on this card that I'm excited yeah. for. The, the Fight Pit one and... They they bring in a Daniel Cormier and it's it's good to see that a non a pay per view is talked about. It's good to see. Yeah, they they went and got someone from the outside, from kind of like a mainstream like sports fan would know for one of the big matches on the card. Every match is extreme. I think I think that Triple H heard some of the complaints that people made about last year's Extreme Rules, only having one Extreme Rules match in the main event and the rest of the match being regular matches. And he was like, oh, if you want stipulations, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of stipulations. I don't know if he chose the right stipulations for everything, but we'll get into that. And we want to hear from all of you guys in the live chat. Sound off. We'll try to highlight as many of your comments as possible. Uh, we got E-Loke in the live chat saying, whoop, way up, guys. Uh, we also got Safit who says what's up We got Queen Mo as per usual Joining us saying hello Shouts out to Queen Mo uh, Shouts out to Safit saying EC Dub EC Dub EC Dub He's in the mood for some extreme rules So let's get into this card here You got 
over on the SmackDown card. One of the latest matches that was added to the pay-per-view for uh, this Saturday. Rob, you got the good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. You got Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci of Imperium versus Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch of the Brawling Brutes. Of course, this comes off the stems off of Gunther versus Sheamus, one of the best matches of the year at Clash of the Castle, with Gunther getting the win over Sheamus, and kind of Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes kind of uh, getting this slow burn baby face turn before our eyes, and uh, the crowd really getting behind Sheamus more than they pretty much have his whole career and the brawling Bruce by uh, you know proxy and they lost their first matchup the six man tag following Clash of the Castle against Imperium now they got another chance here and this time it's a little bit more personal as the uh, brawling Bruce were cost the undisputed WWE tag team titles as well as the NXT tag team titles by Imperium so who do you think wins on Saturday despite the fact that we have tonight on the season premiere of smackdown it's going to be gunther versus sheamus too for the intercontinental championship you know these two are they're gonna be the hell out of each other tonight too so it's gonna be good <laughs> the tomorrow night's matchup it's one of those things where i imperium's just getting built like they're getting more popular and more popular like as far as like the, the heat goes as far as heels go um i could actually see the brawling brutes get this victory and the reason why is because i can see uh gunther like just kind of do what he normally does it's like he gets mad at uh at his guys he slaps them around yeah and i think that would be i i think that's how they can roll with it like you can he they can take the loss brawling brutes can get bigger and this is one of those occasions where the newer the newer people that you're trying to you're trying to push both i think i think that's what what's going on here and i believe with imperium they can take this loss and still build gunther i i actually think they're fine right now you you let uh one of those guys other than gunther take the pin and you can build you can build around both teams still like like I said, yeah. Gunther can just be pissed, irritated at his guys, slap him around like he normally does. And uh, when they lose and you got brawling brutes who are just getting more popular, people are loving the way Pete Dunn is. Uh, you know, they, they love they love the way he's acting like in the ring. They think it's hilarious. He reminds me of like that cartoon character that you just you're just Rich Holland is trying to hold back. And it's just it's good TV. It, it, it really is. And I'm I'm actually rooting for, for the brawling brutes tomorrow. I, I am rooting for the Brawling Brutes as well. I think they are going to win this one because mainly I think Gunther is not going to lose tonight. I think Gunther's gonna needs to retain the Intercontinental Championship against Sheamus. But I do question, does WWE value Gunther as the single star and want to keep the Intercontinental Championship on him a little bit longer? Or do they value the stable of Imperium? Because I don't see the same side winning back-to-back -back nights. I think whoever wins Gunther and Sheamus, the opposite team, the group, is going to win on Saturday. Exactly. I I agree 100% with you. Gunther, that's, that's why I said Gunther just doesn't need to take the pin. You can yeah. let him keep his Intercontinental title, protect him. Uh, he'll be fine. And then as far as... 
as far as they go. He, he like he'll be fine if they just don't let him take the pin, which I don't see them happening at all. And um, I think that's the way to go. I, I really do. You start you start that crowd off hot if that's a match they start off with, and I actually can see them starting off with that match. Yeah. So that that's what I would do. I because again, I think you can build both teams around. I think they'll be fine if Imperium takes the loss in this case and Brawling Brutes can just get more popular and more popular. And I actually like it when you start to see teams that you haven't seen in a long time. Like Seamus, we're, we're so used to see seeing him as a heel. He's been a heel 90% of his career. I actually like it when we see like heels that turn face for a little while. And yeah. I, I, I would like to see him be a face because he's actually pretty funny like when he's when they let him be himself on camera. So I'm hoping they they go with this and you can actually make him a title contender again if you do this right. This is kind of the Sheamus that we got at the beginning of the bar mm-hmm. that that was like the first time that they kind of let Sheamus be Sheamus as a babyface because we all remember the ill-fated uh, 2011 through like 2013 babyface run where he was basically I- Irish John Cena. Yeah. This is more natural. This feels like just Sheamus getting over for being a hard-hitting Irishman who likes to fight and likes to drink. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, we're pretty much right on with this and, and he, (laughs) this is a match that uh, it's going to be pretty hard hitting and um, it's, it's, I'm excited. I, I, I'm so excited for this match. It's one of the matches I'm excited for the most. Yeah. Got a good comment, but one I disagree with here from A saying Sheamus is way better on his own as a baby face. I think Sheamus is better overall as a baby face, but I think that he's better with someone else, not on his own. I feel like, you know, the ill-fated, you know, on his own run of John Cena, maybe I'm scarred by that, but I feel like his runs with Cesaro in the beginning of the bar, as well as this run with the Brawling Brutes, he just feels like a more natural, relatable baby face that the fans can get behind. So sometimes you, sometimes performers need that extra somebody to kind of get them over as a baby face. Yes. And when, when they started this team, I was kind of like, mm, uh, I don't know how long this is going to last, but it's actually built into a team where I'm excited to see them on, on TV. It's, it's a segment where I'm, I'm actually watching. It went from like, to like, oh, cool, they're on. So, so they, it's good. It's good TV. They've really turned it around, and definitely this is going to be a banger after the banger that we get on uh, Gunther and Sheamus too tonight on SmackDown. But another group, like you said, that have been uh, catching momentum as of late is the Judgment Day. You got one of the members of the Judgment Day here, Finn Balor, going one-on-one with Edge in an I Quit match. Of course, the Judgment Day was the creation of Edge until Finn Balor was invited in and they disposed of Edge, laying him out taking them out for a few months ed returned at SummerSlam, cost the judgment day they match against the mysterios edge and Rey mysterio then defeated the judgment day at clash at the castle but dominic mysterio turned heel betraying edge as well as his father Rey mysterio ever since then the judgment day has been making everyone's life a living hell and a few weeks ago they laid out edge with a coup de gras on his knee with the steel chair 
courtesy of Finn Balor to set up this I quit match. Do, do you see a world where Edge will say I quit and how would it happen? Or is the Judgment Day going to suffer another loss on a pay-per-view, making them 0-3 in the Triple H era, Rob? The only way I could see them ha- see them do- see Edge saying I quit is if Beth Phoenix is at ringside like how she is sometimes and Rhea Ripley's just just like destroying her like just has her like in a hold or something like and she's just like yelling like that's the only way I can see Edge say I quit um unless they do like some kind of like and I don't see Triple H booking this kind of thing where they do the fake audio type crap but uh so I, I think that's the only way Edge does it, but I can't see Finn Balor quitting either because he has so many people around him. Um, it, this one's really hard to say, but I, I think Judgment Day needs a win really bad. So I think there needs to be, there needs to be something that, that happens for Edge to say I quit because it would get, in a way, I think it would get people um, more interested more i think it'd be more interesting in this story like i mean you look at it this way i wouldn't i would never picture edge saying i quit uh in a match he just he seems like one of those guys that's been so protected and it would if it would help the story uh, i i think it would go a long ways um it this one's really really hard to predict because both teams or both guys need a victory here and judgment day it can move them up if they take this loss I don't know where they go from here. I really don't because you have the Dominic Rhea stuff's just great. Granted, wrestling Twitter is what's making that so great for a lot of us. Um, but and then Damian Priest is there to be like the muscle. I, I just really think that Finn Balor needs this victory more than Edge does. Yeah, most definitely. And that's kind of what I go by with these WWE premium live events. Whoever needs the win more is usually who I'm going to pick here. And I'm going to pick Finn Balor. Now, after the match was made, I think I heard the same idea that you just said about, you know, Edge being made to say I quit because they're, you know, beating up on Beth or like choking out Beth. Rhea's choking her out and stuff. And Edge has to say I quit because of that. And I felt it would be kind of telegraphed because they would just it would just be Beth showing up at the building. And I'm just like, I would have wished that they would have set this up a little bit better by having Beth like just do one scene of Beth showing up with Edge to the building. On a random episode of Raw, just make it a little bit more often. It's just been that show in yeah. Toronto where it made sense because yeah. that's Edge's hometown, and now she's gonna randomly pop up again. No, it just yeah. it, that feels telegraphed. But I will say they did do some work towards setting it up with Edge's promo on Raw, where he talked about you know his family and how you know coming back you know caused a strain on his family, but they are together and he's gonna do this for his family on on saturday so that kind of telegraphed it but it also set up what could be that finish on saturday yeah and the one thing that i would like if they do go that route with with beth phoenix i I don't want her to be like at the like in the crowd i want her to be backstage i want like Rhea and i want Rhea to leave the like ringside like just during the middle of the match and you maybe it's something where we don't pay attention or we do see her leave. And it's like, what's going on type thing. And then she goes in the back and they show her like on the screen. And that's when edge does it because I think that would be best. I I think having her at ringside, it just kind of, 
it puts it in mind that something's going to happen with her there. I, I think that gives it away. I think the best way to do it is go have a backstage segment. And we also got the fact that when someone's when it's like that, when you know someone is going to get involved, especially like being at ringside and, you know, the finish is not going to come until they get involved. The crowd kind of sits on their hands for a bit and you don't want that to happen. So uh, we got Queen Bone who says uh, Finn has to win or else trying to rebuild them would have meant nothing so yeah the finn balor win here it would establish him more as a heel especially the way we're saying that it might happen because that protects edge at the same time and it's further established him at the as a heel the group uh judgment day as the top heel faction on raw and it would help to you know kind of vindicate the report from wrestle votes that said that there is big plans for finn balor and he's a favorite of the new regime yeah yeah, and that makes sense. Triple H has obviously loved Finn Balor since the beginning. And uh, that's something I think a lot of us have been clamoring for. It's like, put Finn Balor up, put Finn Balor up. We know he can do it. So I think that's a good way to go. Yes, hoping that this continues after Extreme Rules, but after he gets the win in the I Quit match. But another stipulation match that we have here is a strap match returning, as it's going to be Drew McIntyre going one-on-one with Karrion Cross with Scarlett. Karrion Cross returned to WWE a few months back and has set his sights on Drew McIntyre's spot, calling him the chosen one, him the, the ill-begotten. So he's going to take his vengeance on the chosen one and take his spot in WWE. Uh, Drew McIntyre was the one that challenged Karrion Cross to a strap match after he attacked him from behind, choking him out with the cross jacket and getting involved in his match at Clash at the Castle. So this is kind of the blow-off match to this rivalry that's been brewing for the past two to three months now. Rob, who is going to win this strap match, Cross or McIntyre? This one... Um... I think Cross needs this win badly. I really do. So, in this case, I know Triple H is a Drew guy, too. Uh, and he's obviously a, a Cross guy because he brought him back. That was one of the, yeah. that was one of the first guys he brought back. I think Cross needs this victory really, really bad. And I think that's the way you... I think you have to go that way. Um, I, I think that's probably the best way to go. Uh I know Drew like main evented at Clash at the Castle and stuff, but and he he took the loss there. But Drew's at that point now where he can take losses and he's still fine. Yeah, I, I wish they didn't do that to him at Clash at the Castle. I think there was a way, even if you wanted Roman Reigns to be the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, there was a way to have Drew win at Clash at the Castle and then get the title back on yeah. Roman. And I feel like this pay-per-view, although better, definitely better than the last few uh, Extreme Rules event, it would feel a lot better if this match was for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Yeah. And you know the one thing you, you just said about getting that title over, uh, what they what I honestly thought they should have done is do like a stipulation where Drew McIntyre said, if any of your your uh, bloodline gets involved, I get one of those titles, like something like that. Um, that way, I I think that was the way to go. And then maybe you could, maybe that's a way to cause some stress in the bloodline like there is now like maybe have one of the jay uso or 
like somebody costume, not Sami Zayn, because that Sami Zayn stuff's great. And I'm go, sorry to go off topic, but I think that's the way you could have got that title off of him. Had a had a moment that would be on TV forever that you could always go back to to show. Yeah. Um, but instead of like singing at the end of the show, I think that would have been better. Um, <laughs> One of the war, so. that is definitely up there. I'm sorry when I show yeah. when I show my kids baby dumb baby faces who celebrate nothing. I'm yeah. gonna show them Lex Luger yeah. at SummerSlam 1993 and Drew McIntyre yeah. at WWE Clash at the Castle. Yeah, yep, and <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, I'm also gonna go with Karrion Cross to get the win here. I think he he definitely is the one that needs it more. And like you said, Drew McIntyre is kind of tough. And I think Drew, in the end of this feud, might win the feud. But I think for now, uh, Karrion Cross definitely needs that big win to, to solidify him back on the WWE roster. We got Safi, who's also going for Cross, and Ace, who says, um, Drew McIntyre ain't no chosen one anymore excuse me uh, <laughs> uh we got next the smackdown women's championship up for grabs in a extreme rules match as it's going to be Liv morgan defending against the baddest woman on the planet rowdy ronda rousey these two women have been feuding ever since the summer when Liv morgan won the women's money in the bank ladder match and cashed it in on ronda in the same night to win the smackdown women's championship the two women went at it at SummerSlam in a controversial finish where Liv morgan tapped out to ronda's arm bar but Ronda pinned herself and it's caused a little riff in how these women are perceived by the WWE fans ever since Ronda Rousey has been dealing with authority figures trying to stop her from uh, going nuts ever since she attacked the referees at SummerSlam she's attacked security guards attacked Adam Pierce she was suspended and the crowd has been getting further on her side while Liv Morgan has kind of felt like a hollow champion since that that ill-fated result at SummerSlam, even though she has beating the likes of Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, showing her extreme side. This feels like a match that Liv Morgan needs to really uh, kind of leave her legacy as the SmackDown Women's Champion for better or worse. Will it be the end of her run or will it be that landmark win that she's been looking for, Rob? This one's a tough one because I, with them going into... Uh, and I'm skipping uh, uh, the next one at Saudi Arabia, but going into Survivor Series, I don't know if they want, if they're promoting Ronda Rousey as one of the big matches for Survivor Series. So I'm, I like what Liv Morgan has done with the title. I know a lot of people have been like, yeah, but what I like about her being the champion is she, she brings that belt with her wherever she goes. Like she's done a lot of promoting. Um, she's just gone to baseball games. She brought that title with her when she goes to just different events. She brings that title with her. That's what WWE wants out of their champions, and I think it's I think it's great. And I think based on the way SummerSlam ended, and and it was a few months or two months ago, I I do think that she needs this win and. Rhonda just needs to be even more like just like pissy and ready to just take everyone out. I, I Rhonda's at that point too, where she's okay. Taking a loss in my opinion, I don't know how they're going to be able to do it. If that's a problem, uh, Liv Morgan can, if Liv Morgan loses the belt, 
it's one of those things where I understand it too. You know, I, I do, you, you have a bigger, you have a bigger face, like you can promote around with Ronda Rousey. A lot of people can get behind Ronda that are not wrestling fans for the most part. It's like somebody will say, Hey, that's Ronda Rousey. And so it's really, it's really tough, but I, I, my heart wants Liv Morgan to win. But if I was to say, I think, I think, Ronda Rousey's going to get this victory. I really do. I think she's going to take the title and move on to Survivor Series and have a pre- like a pretty big main or pretty big match. I don't know against who yet, but I think she's going to have a solid uh, title match against somebody with a name. I always go for the Booker's strengths. Triple H seems to have figured out how to make Ronda Rousey a babyface and can't seem to figure out how to make Liv Morgan an underdog babyface. Yeah. I'd rather him just go with the person he knows how to book. So that's why I'm going with yeah. Ronda Rousey. I know that Liv Morgan needs this win more than Ronda Rousey, like Ace says here. I know there's the option, like Queen Moan says. I feel like somebody will cost Ronda this match. There's always the looming cloud of uh, Charlotte Flair getting involved or maybe someone jump a ship maybe a selena vega who has been rumored to be returning from smackdown either tonight or maybe over the weekend you never know so there's definitely a couple of options for people to interfere in the matchup but i i don't want to i don't want to triple h to go on a losing journey he's it's a losing journey i think we should learn from the past two months that triple h has been in charge that he just doesn't get Liv morgan he doesn't yeah. get Liv Morgan. He doesn't know how to book her. It's time to move on. Yeah, and he didn't do her any favors with that tap out thing. That that was pretty bad. That and that probably caused a lot of this because uh, I don't think he was expecting her to start getting booed uh, right after that. Uh, so it 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 makes perfect sense the way you said it, and I think I think that might be the way to do it. And if Ronda wins. You can have. I just, I just think it's one of those things with Liv Morgan. She'll be fine, and she can get back into that title hunt later. People can rally around her again. I believe yeah. uh, she's very popular. She's she'll be she'll be fine if you want to take that title off her for a while. Maybe move her to Raw when they end up doing this draft eventually. Uh, let her go after that title eventually. There's, there's a lot of different ways they can do it. Ronda Rousey, we know, is going to stay on SmackDown because they get more eyes on that channel. So, in my opinion, I think you just... If business-wise, you go with Ronda Rousey. The fan of me wants Liv Morgan. So, I'm going with Ronda Rousey. Hey, there's always the, the option to go with uh, Liv Morgan. And like he said, he wants the Ronda Rousey-Sheena as a tag team. There's also that option that if Ronda has the championship, Shayna throws her sights on her. We really didn't get that during Ronda's first run with that's, the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, and, and that's what I was actually wondering about Survivor Series. Those two could have a hell of a match because we know Triple H is a Shayna fan. Yeah. So let those two just go at it. Damn, that could be something. I would love to see it at like Royal Rumble or something if they're going to get involved in like the war games, if they want to uh, put them in that. So 
they got two more matches, and either of these matches can really be the main event of the show. Uh, let's talk about the first time ever the Raw Women's Championship is up for grabs in a ladder match, as it will be Bailey going one on one with Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. Of course, Bailey returned to WWE at SummerSlam alongside Dakota Kai and EO Sky of Damage Control and confronted Bianca Belair. Ever since then, they've been making every woman on Raw and SmackDown's life's a living hell and Bailey and Damage Control defeated Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss and Asuka at WWE Clash at the Castle with Bailey pinning Bianca Belair becoming the first woman to defeat her in 2022 so this earned her the opportunity here and she chose a ladder match wanting to make some more history which Bailey and Bianca are known for who walks out with the Raw Women's Championship Raw Rob. Man, this like I think you need to put the title on Bailey now, based on how you put the titles on, uh, on, on, on the Dakota and damage control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's where you got to go. Um, I, I really do. I think you just need to build them like powerful. I love Bianca Belair. I think she's fantastic, but. You bring back Bailey and just have her lose. Like I, I don't know how you do that. And there's ways you can go around, um, go around this. Just I, I think you have to go with Bailey, I, and that's the way I want them to. That's that's the way I want them to go. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I believe this is Bailey's time. This is a good way of Bianca losing, but still protecting her. She doesn't get pinned. She doesn't submit. All Bailey is doing is climbing up the ladder and grabbing the championship before her. I think Bianca Belair is going to be very creative with a ladder match. You know, you've seen her do 450 splash, Huracan Rada's flips and all that. I think she's going to be bringing that to the ladder match here, but I think it's also going to be a physical type of ladder match, uh, because of Bailey's style. So I think this is going to be a really good matchup, but I think that it's B Bailey's time to win the championship. And unfortunately for me, for me, this is something that I thought of when I first talked about this match earlier this week, but I'll say it to you, Rob, it just feels like Bianca It still feel, is it? This is something that I've been saying before WrestleMania, honestly, I'll be honest with you, Rob, but it still feels that Bianca Belair is just not quite as over as she was before SummerSlam 2021. I feel like the win at B against Becky was great in the moment. She felt like the the one of the biggest superstars in all of professional wrestling. But after WrestleMania, Becky felt like the biggest uh, story in the women's division. And then you you get the the feud at SummerSlam. The, you know the good the really good matchup there. And then Bailey comes back, and now the focus has been on Bailey and damage control. It feels like Bianca is not the number one woman on this brand, let alone the WWE. And it feels like they still haven't captured how over she was before SummerSlam last year. Yeah, that's that SummerSlam, man. They, ugh, that was a disaster with the way they did that. I, I, what I. I mean, doing the fantasy booking, I wouldn't have done that in a million years because that you could have set up a huge match down the road. Um, you could, Becky could have said, doctors haven't cleared me, but they said if I continue the way I'm going, 
I will see you at Survivor Series or something like that. You could have set it up. Like, she didn't need that title. She just didn't right then. I mean, if you wanted to put the title on her, obviously you could do it like any time, but that was not the time to do it because you had that big crowd in Vegas and you're right. They, they, they kind of killed her momentum. Um, she still gets a hell of a pop wherever she goes for the yeah. most part, but it's, yeah, it's not as big as it could be. Yeah. It just feels like she, her momentum was like this and they like bring it down to here and they've only brought it here. Yeah, <laughs> they still haven't got it, and it still doesn't feel like she was the skyrocket that she was before SummerSlam last year. Sadly, like I hate to say that because Bianca Belair is one of my favorite women's wrestlers, wrestlers in general, and seems like a great human being. And I want all the success in the world for her, and want her to be considered the number one woman in all of wrestling. I would say she's the best women's wrestler of 2022. But it just feels like the focus of the company has been on other women ever since what happened at SummerSlam. Yeah, yep, exactly. You you hit it right on the head. But we will see what happens at Extreme Rules in the latter match. But let's talk about one final match here, Rob, as it's going to be for the first time ever on the main roster, the Fight Pit. Matt Riddle going one-on-one with Seth Rollins with UFC Hall of Famer Daniel Cormier as the special guest referee for this contest. Of course, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins have been feuding ever since Money in the Bank, where uh, Riddle hit him with hit Rollins with an RKO, which stopped Rollins from claiming the briefcase. The two men were supposed to clash at SummerSlam, but unfortunately, Seth Rollins attacked Riddle beforehand, made him medically unable to compete. They still got into a brawl at SummerSlam with Seth uh, laying him out, but then Riddle returned before Clash at the Castle. They've been brawling over every single building ever since then. Uh, Rollins defeated Riddle at Clash at the Castle, but he wants revenge. He cost Rollins the United States Championship against Bobby Lashley, and this became even more personal than his butt did before. They've talked about baby mamas. They've talked about each other's kids. They've talked about each other's wives. It's it's it, this has been messy. This has been personal. It feels yeah. fitting of a fight pit, and you got the star uh the the star power of UFC Hall of Famer DC coming in. Who walks out of the fight fight pit the winner? Man, you know before this past Raw, I I, I had Seth Rollins winning somehow, um, but when they announced that Seth Rollins was going to be facing Bobby Lashley for the US title, that's when I'm like, okay. He's already getting the title shot, so they can go with Riddle. Um, I think Riddle's going to get this victory. I think what's going to happen is Daniel Cormier is going to get, like, Rollins is going to do something to piss off Cormier, and Cormier is just going to just take him out or or something. You know, that they're going to go with that celebrity takes out the, the bad guy type yeah. ordeal and set it up that way. And uh, that's how Riddle's going to get the victory, I, I believe. Uh Riddle's going to get the win and uh, Rollins is going to hit that streak again, you know, or not streak necessarily, but he's going to, he's going to lose um, this, this one. He, he, he will, I believe because of if they wouldn't have announced that match at for raw tomorrow or on Monday, this coming Monday, I don't, I, I would have said that Riddle would have probably lost, but the fact that they announced that match, I'm, I'm going with Riddle now. I think 
because I I think they're putting that title, the U.S. title, on Seth Rollins. I think they're going to put that belt on him. I can see that. I can see them, you know, trying to get his heat back after losing the fight pit by putting the U.S. championship on him. I can also see them they using the injuries from the fight pit as an excuse for Lashley beating him. So it could go either way, which makes both Extreme Rules and Monday Night Raw, the season premiere of Monday Night Raw, excuse me, uh, very, very interesting. But I agree with you. I think Riddle is going to come out with the victory here. My main reason for that is because they're trying to get this over that this is Riddle's type of matchup because of his UFC background but the only fight pit he's ever been in he lost to Timothy Thatcher so they need to kind of if this is going to be a stipulation that they plan to bring back or maybe it's the kind of blow off of more personal feuds for Matt Riddle he needs to win here yes yeah exactly I I think you said it best Um, and it's Riddle, it would help Riddle out. Seth Rollins again. He he's one of those guys that can take the L and he'll be fine because he always yeah. he's that good. He can bounce back. There's there's certain guys and and certain girls in the in the business that can take losses and just bounce right back and they're fine. And and uh, Seth Rollins is one of those guys. Drew McIntyre is now one of those guys. Um, so and AJ Styles, in my opinion, is one of those guys. So. Uh, so I, I definitely think Riddle's going to get this victory, and uh, I, if Rollins wins somehow, I, I still think no matter what happens on Monday, Seth Rollins is getting that title. I really do. And this kind of plays into that, this comment here from DJ Duke, who says, feels like they go in with a trilogy. It would make sense by like typical wrestling type of booking. You want the trilogy to be big and adding a championship to it would make it feel a little bit bigger for the United States championship. So that kind of plays into your thought that uh, Rollins is going to win against Lashley on Monday. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a way to go, Um, but we'll see. We shall see for sure. We won't do predictions for the season premiere of SmackDown or Raw. We'll save that for someone else. But that is the end of our predictions for the matches currently scheduled for WWE Extreme Rules. I want to thank my good brother, Rob Wilkins, for joining me. Thank you so much. And definitely go out of your way to follow him on social media. Check out Coexisting with Rob and Maggie over on Fightful Overbook later today. But I'll let Rob let you know all the details on that and anywhere else they can find you, Rob. Yeah, uh, every Friday, 3 o'clock on Fightful Overbooked, uh, coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Uh, Maggie's done a show with these guys before. I think it was the Money in the Bank preview yes. show. Um, it, it, we have a blast. You know, we, we give each other like a hard time usually. It just It's a good like comedy, like wrestling show because we go back and forth. We have two non-wrestling segments where I tell either dad jokes or pretty much inappropriate jokes. It's a, it's a blessing we don't have an HR department at Fightful um, yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, we have a blast. And then after our show, we do a post-show um on fightful select called coexisting after dark and uh sp3 has been on our show basically it's not all wrestling we just ask like very minimal questions just maybe one or two wrestling questions and then the rest is just basically asking uh wrestling media or wrestling even some wrestling hardcore fans just about them learning more about them and like what they what their favorite food is to eat watching a pay-per-view uh what we ask about what's it like 
what's the best part of being a, being a father, stuff like that, just all kinds of things. So it, it's a fun, good time. Uh, I hope everybody can check it out. I think they'll like it. Every Friday at 3 o'clock on Fightful Overbooked. And then you can also see me on Fightful Select quite a bit. Uh, doing a pre-show this Saturday on uh, Fightful Select at 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Sid, you're going to be there. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a blast. Yes. So much great work that you're doing over on Fightful. So definitely support Rob Wilkins. Want to thank everyone in the live chat that joined us live. We appreciate you all. Oh, yeah. Thank you. See, this is why I always look at the live chat before I close things off, because there's an elephant in the room that we didn't discuss, Rob, or should I say a white rabbit we didn't discuss. Do you think, last question before we sign things off, do you think the white rabbit reveal will be at Extreme Rules and who will it be? Well, it's going to be Bray. um, And I I don't know when they're going to do it because I I don't know what match there is to do it like which one they're going to do it for. Um it doesn't necessarily make sense to do it during the Seth Rollins match. The one it does make sense in my opinion for if the rumor there's been so many great like um theories about this. I know at one time I saw a theory where Karrion Cross was part of this theory. Um, I would like to see him maybe be part of it. Uh, if 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 uh, if he's part of it, that would be a perfect opportunity to bring uh, Bray out. Um, yeah. Maybe if, it, if if Drew and Karrion are in the main event, I'm gonna yeah. be like, this is the most least interesting match on this card. Yeah. If this is a main event, that's definitely the White Rabbit. Yeah, movie. that's that's the thing. I because I I don't know, I don't know how like how they're gonna do it and. Maybe, maybe there's, it's just, it's hard to, it's really hard to say. I don't know how they're going to do it. And there's obviously lots of hints. I mean, if you look at the Extreme Rules poster, there's like, you see the, the lantern in parts and you see other little things and yeah, it's, I just don't know, don't know where they're going to do it or how they're going to do it, but it's going to be interesting. And um, with the, if Alexa Bliss was part of this card, I think that's when it would be um, because they've, that's when they've like done the light tease, like the lights kind of blink or kind of go low and then they go high. I think that would have been the perfect time. Um, so, and that could be added tonight. We don't know. I, I could see them adding a match um, tonight still um, because I, I do think yeah. we'll see a pre-show match as well. So there's, I think there's a po- an opportunity where they can still build this in. I just don't know where they do it right now um, or how they do it. You can definitely but, see them putting Alpha Academy or something, or maybe Otis versus Braun on the pre-show because, you know, they, yeah. they, they gave Otis a win over Johnny Gargano for a reason, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that surprised me. Him and Kansas taking the loss really surprised me off topic. I was not expecting either one of them to get the take an L yet, but no. at well, least they made Gargano's look per, uh, decent. Um, but We'll have to see what they do, but it's it's definitely Bray. Um, but we'll 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 have to see how they do it. I I'm pretty confident the way they've done this, they know exactly what they're doing on this time. So, well, I think it's going to be great. I really do because they've done so well with with the uh, the the talk about it. Like the the it's 
they made it fun for people to like do the search and stuff. So I, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it's going to be awesome once it in unveils. And I I've missed Bray, so I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a really good wrestling show. But sometimes those really good wrestling shows need that extra hook, and I feel like the white rabbit reveal with Bray Wyatt would bring that extra hook, which would make extreme rules memorable. And when was the last time we really said that about extreme rules outside of, you know, an eye for an eye, but that was memorable yeah. for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But <laughs> thank you once again to Rob. Check him out on Coexisting with Rob and Maggie later today, 3 p.m. Eastern time over on Fightful Overbooked. You can catch me at True Hill SP3. I'll be back here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast YouTube channel next week. Hopefully with Ricky Uccino back with us so we can talk about all the wrestling we haven't been discussing right here on the channel. So remember to drop the thumbs up on this video, share it with your friends, subscribe if you are new to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. For Rob Wilkins, it is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. This has been our Extreme Rules 2022 prediction show. We are signing off until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.